Ken Balsley passed away last week. He was, as close as could be, the Lacey standard. I mentioned him passing at the end of the next episode, but before that episode comes out, I wanted to share something different with you. Ken was someone a lot like me. Since the 1990s, he released a local news and opinion newsletter, and more recently wrote a blog, mostly about Lacey. Ken also had a podcast, one I was a guest on in 2017. As part of my own morning of Ken, I re-listened to that episode, so I'm doing something different today. I took our conversation, cleaned up the audio a bit. Some of what we talked about is dated, but there's some good conversation in there about the nature of our two cities. I also wanted to note, before we got into it, that I disagreed with Ken a lot over the years. I was especially troubled by the conversation around the renaming of Squawkson Park last year. I'll link to that some of, the, some of that conversation in the show notes here. I follow a lot of people's work, some uh, because I like and appreciate how they think, others because they're local, they have long memories, and a lot of people listen to them. That was definitely Ken. And to borrow a phrase, game recognize game. Here's to hoping for another Lacey Standard. So if you are expecting a normal episode, feel free to skip this one. We'll have one out in a few days. Welcome to Coffee with Ken, with your host, Ken Balzer. Well, this is Coffee with Ken. I'm your host, Ken Baldy. We're at Forza Coffee Company out on Martin Way, Marvin Road, actually, not Martin Way. And my guest today is Emmett O'Connell, who says I know him. And I could swore up and down I didn't, but he's reminded me that I have. Emmett, welcome. Thanks, Ken. Why, why do I have you on today? Um, I think because <laughs> we're dueling bloggers. I think whenever, that's exactly Whenever I write it, you disagree with whenever. Actually, I have something we agree on, but. <laughs> um, whatever you write, I disagree with. Emmett is uh, one of the handful of bloggers in Thurston County that people actually uh, read his stuff and believe me. There's only about a handful of us around mm-hmm. that do that kind of stuff and that people actually come on and pay attention. You, me, Janine. And that's about it. Um, Somebody well, said. Glenn. Who? Glenn. Oh, Morgan? Glenn, Glenn Morgan. Well, I don't pay attention to what Glenn says. Oh, you should pay attention. I, I heard Glenn on the show. Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I listened. To it. I went back and I, I I went back and I listened to like a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And somebody said Thad Cruz does a good one, but I've never never heard him. Which one was a good one? Thad Cruz. Oh, Thad Kurtz. Kurtz. Um, Kurtz. Thank he you. maintains Oli Blog, but it's not. Yeah, I wouldn't say. Yeah, it's more. It's been slowing down. The other good one you should probably pay. Um, Steve Salmi just oh, yeah, relaunched yeah, yeah. Uh, Green Pages. Yeah, I've known Steve for a long time. Yeah. We, we worked together years ago on something. Hell, he may have even worked for me at one time. I can't remember. He works in commerce now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people left when they worked for government. So yeah. tell me about your blog. What's it called? Olympia Times. Olympia Times. Yes. And what do you write about? Uh, it used to be I would write pretty regularly about politics. And that was back about 10 years ago or so. And then I sort of... I had an incident where I'm not really sure. Oh, what happened was I was making I made light of something. It was a um, it was a funny it was a funny photo. And this is before Facebook, or Facebook was really a big thing. Like I had a lot of network on Facebook, but I just posted it, and then it ended up being ended up being used in a hit piece against a candidate. So I was like. Putting my hands up, I'm like, no, this is not what I'm here for. I'm out. So I sort of, uh, um, it's about the same time I, my then wife and I were having, started having 
kids. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I, yeah, I've seen you pick your kids, a good-looking kid. They take care of their mom, don't they? So it was sort of like, I just sort of pulled back on it. I wasn't writing about politics as much. I wasn't writing much at all. So I started thinking about what I really did want to start writing about. And sort of, I said, well, politics probably can become a part of it, but only in sort of like a much larger view of things. And I wanted to start writing more about history. Okay. So, so that's where I, I mean, I write history for um, for Thurston Talk. Yep. And I have a, I usually write about once a month for them. But then usually if I have an idea I kind of want to flesh out, I do it on the blog. And I started writing a lot about Smith Troy. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I am very familiar with Smith Troy. Are you really? Oh my God. And who's Smith Troy? Oh man, Smith Troy's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Smith Troy was the one that did stood the lawsuit against the state agencies to move the state capital back to yeah. Olympia. But he did it only after he got he got beat in the in the general election, right. and it was almost like a revenge case. He, he sort of like yeah, he was Thurston County prosecuting attorney for a long time, and mm -hmm. then he was the, the then he was the and then he yeah. was the uh, attorney general. Yes, yeah, he was. He was <laughs> Excuse he, me. Yeah, yeah, he was attorney. He was Thurston County prosecuting attorney in the '30s, and then became attorney general. Was appointed attorney general in 1940, and then almost immediately went off to war, but it was still attorney general. And then he, uh, um, then he came back and served as attorney general. And then he lost fifty. And then he signed. Then he, then after that, he filed uh, the Lemon versus Langley case, which brought right. the uh, state government back. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I uh, went to his reti big retirement party that he had, and I wrote, oh, right. and I wrote an article and it said that Smith Troy was found guilty of having more friends than room with the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a great love? It is great lead. Well, it was funny because I actually was looking. I was I was trying to find out where he lived from time to time because he'd moved from. He had the small. They lived in the small rancher on the east side of Capitol, in South Capitol, and then they moved into the um, the Titus, the castle. They moved mm -hmm. into the Titus, mm -hmm. and then um, so I kept on going through the old directories, finding out like just tracking across town. He moved to Lacey. He moved into the Diamond Head Apartments. Huh? I was like, yeah, you drive by Diamond Head now, it's like. Well, and when it was first built in '63, yeah. it was a it was a you know state of the art. Right. Doesn't look state of the art now. Well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it's a great apartment complex in Lacey. <laughs> well, we can we can talk history. I don't have any problem with doing that. Yeah. But what is it that we disagreed on? Um, generally, just how we approach local politics. I think. I mean, well, you know, I'm a Democrat. Or you're a lapsed Democrat. No, I'm a Democrat. The party left me, but I'm a Democrat. <laughs> I'm still a guy that looks for the working poor and the, and the working stiff, the guy that's out there laboring, the farmer, you know, the, the independent businessman. Those are all used to be Democrat constituencies, and they're not anymore. Yeah. I still think, I mean, I still think that both Democrats see themselves. You have another job, though, don't you? A real yes. job. I'm an, you, I'm an information officer at the Northwest Indian Fisheries Commission. Oh, right. Yeah. And I get the newsletter every month. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. I've done oh, that great. thing for 20 years. Yeah. can't remember who it was. That had, but anyway. Yeah, I still get it. Great. So I'll get to pay more attention to it now that I know you're involved with it. Yeah, I've been doing this <laughs> job for 15 years. Have you? Yeah. The article that, that we've been, t that we have been recently talking about is the election of two conservatives to the yeah. Thurston County Commission. You, tell me if I'm if I'm wrong. I'm gonna state your position. Your argument is that they they won because the Democratic vote in the traditional Democratic precincts 
was lower than than it had been in 2012, or to, to, the voting fell off. So you had okay. So I mean, is that one of your one of your arguments? Yes, I saw. Well, yes and no. That's what I saw in 2014 when Bud Blake ran. That you right. had. Uh, um, I think the overarching um, story of both Bud Blake's election and then the two independents in, yeah. uh, um, this year was voter confusion. People were oh, I, I don't believe that. For one, not, for, you know, not for one minute do I believe it. I know the Democratic Party does. I'm going to tell you why. The Democrat, the Thurston County Democrats, they meet at the Thurston County Courthouse. They do, mm -hmm. right? Well, they put a little article in a newsletter that says that we're looking for a new location because we don't want to be in a facility that's run by Republicans. Yeah, I know. So silly, so stupid. But the point being that, that the party believe that people were confused that these people were weren't Republican. And they're not Republican, they're conservative. There's a big difference. And I think that but I think the data bears it out. If you if you um, if you I mean I did sit this in the last couple of days because I want to make sure I had my story <laughs> before I came to see you. But what happened in twenty fourteen was that you had you had a bunch of stuff. You had you had what I'll describe as as, as voter confusion. Um, but you also had what you, you were talking about, you had the Precincts with the largest number of drop-offs, like people who just did not. Well, that's what out. you said, no, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I mean, when yeah. you were talking, when you were just, no. we were just no. were talking no. about, yeah, you know, the largest number of drop-offs happened happened in the like an urban Waterloo district, right? what I would consider to be like the core liberal districts, like up around but in like in the W, up around but in like you know now. I don't know if you're talking about Capital A and 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 Fourth. Yeah, Capital yeah. A Fourth, East Bay <laughs> Drive, West Bay Drive, like the places yeah. you can see by that. Those are the precincts that have the largest drop off, which is usually you don't see. You don't normally. Until about twenty fourteen. Yes, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. When can Venezuela lot? But that didn't repeat this year. You actually saw sort of like a um, voter drop off, was sort of even. There were some places more than others, but there wasn't really the pattern that you saw in twenty fourteen. I'm going to come back and ask you more about that in a second. Sure. But. But what I want to talk about is why Karen Venezuela lost. Because she was arrogant. And people take a lot of things about their politicians. Arrogance is not one that they would tolerate very well. And that's part of the problem with Donald Trump had. But, you know, arrogance. And, you know, public be damned. You're not going to have a gravel pit. You know, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. And she lost. And the $12 million lawsuit that the county lost was significant. And it echoes what happened two years later. When, I think both Sandra and, and uh, Cassie would have lost if they hadn't been re-election. We won't ever know. No, we won't. We'll, yeah. No, no. But that's part of the Trump phenomenon as, as well. People who didn't haven't traditionally voted, voted, and I think those are. I think those there's the county coattails. I think what you were talking about because um, you were talking about a South County and a, a hot, more energetic. Because they had skin in the game. And I did see that. I mean, I did, when I went back, I did see a higher, I compared 2016, I'm not, I should have reviewed this, I should compare right. 2016. You don't have to be specific. I right. Well, I mean, I like to be, I mean, I like to be as specific as I can. Yeah, I don't know if that's getting away from the story. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised by a statistician. <laughs> oh, you poor thing, yeah. you. Oh, no, I, have a, I have a BA in liberal arts. I have, like, literally no uh, math background, but... When like dinners and conversations over dinner, you were either right and you could prove it, or you had a good story <laughs> and you were a liar. 
Okay, so um, so yeah, you were talking about you were talking about, and more people. It wasn't just you were saying that it, that they saw more energy. What I heard from you guys was you saw more energy. In the you guys. Now. Well, what I heard from you and other folks that were making oh, a okay. point. I didn't personally know everybody that was making comments. Right. So I thought you meant you guys as like conservatives or Republicans. I assume they were all conservatives. There yeah. were people. It was there was. You made a comment on my Facebook page, and then a couple other people echoed it. No, I'm going to talk about that too. It's hard to get on your damn Facebook page to make comments. Is it? Yeah. I'll just go back to that later. Okay. So the. Uh, um, Don't let me forget to bring that up at the okay. end. Okay. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Um, so the. Uh, um, so I wanted to find out if that was true because I was like, if that's true, that's something I want to know. So I compared 2016 per precinct voter turnout to uh, um, to previous elections, like what I consider more pat elections, Democrat versus Republican um, elections. Like last time Kathy ran, last time um, Sandra ran, and the, I think the two times before that. So I had like six years before and then trying to compare it. Because like, to prove like what you're saying, skin in the game. And it, yeah, it turned out there was higher. I mean, you saw more voter turnout in the rural South County than you saw than you saw in previous county commission elections. And I think it helped too nationwide. I think there's, a, I think, I think there's part of the trend there. Now, these people weren't going to the polls to vote for Donald Trump, or they weren't going to the polls to vote for for Gary Edwards. They were just going to the polls because they were upset, and pissed off. Right, and that's what they were talking. There was a there was a statistical model. I forget out of where, um, but the like the eight markers of an election. Like is the economy doing well? Who's been president for the last for the last uh, two cycles? And all these things. And if you get five out of eight in any direction, it becomes sort of the standard. This is a Republican election. So the guy had had a um, he had predicted in October, which is usually late for him, that Trump would win the election. He was the only person sort of like waving his hands because the things are riding up. The things things really matter, like how people feel. The economy doing well, those sort of things. Was saying this is a this is a switch election. This is a Republican election. This is a Republican to win. Oh, in Sirte County's case, conservatives. Yes. Well, yeah. So yeah. So can I make? I want to make the point about uh, make my grand point about where I yeah. thought where I thought the tide turned, and I think it is like on how people view themselves in terms of how they make choices of his voters. <clears throat> Washington has a high potent, high percentage. Has always had a, historically had a high percentage of independents. They've always been one of the top two that could be considered parties. You consider yourself a Republican. Well, Democrat, because we don't have to we register by parties to vote, we, it, it makes it more in, and I also think our particular indicative of it. And, and we've always had weak parties. We've always had a um, we've always had parties that with low participation. Even if you go back to the 1930s, precinct committee officer uh, positions often go unfilled. And that's because parties are institutionally strong, but publicly weak. They don't, they have strong activity inside their membership, but they don't get out much. This isn't like Tammany Hall we're talking about. Right. We have a very young political culture. It only dates back to the 1890s. And parties have never been that. Well, you got to remember in the 1890s, what was, what was going on in the popular schools? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, particularly in the West Coast. Yeah. And then you had the Grangers and so yeah. on and so forth that were, you know, you have, a history, you have a history of... And our, our state constitution is a populist constitution. Yeah. That's why we have 1,100 
elected officials. There's yeah. some some number like that. Yeah, and you, you know, have you have a history because they mistrusted government, mm-hmm. and the parties never were really able to get little. So you have people who, when you ask them, "Are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican?" They say, "I'm an independent," yeah. and it and it doesn't have any bearing on where they stand politically. Right. They just don't want to be a member of a party, right? But so we've got a lot of people who moved here. Moved here in the last you know couple of decades who are used to having party political party. Yeah, but people tend to. I mean, especially if people choose to stay here, they tend to adapt to the way things are here. They tend to start and they like it. Yeah, exactly. But for the most part, they, they like our political system. Yeah, the, the top the, two primary. Yeah, they learn to love it. It's like how people complain about the Seattle, the Seattle chill until they live here a few years and then realize you know having relaxed people is probably a good thing. So you have a hard percentage of people who are independent anyway. And yes. If you look at, and if you look at, I have this one, this this one report I like to go back that tracks it over time. The number of independents in Washington State has been going is now the leading percentage. It's like about thirty four percent. Republicans, and Democrats are below that, and it's it's been on an upward tick since the middle of the Bush administration. Just people, people in Washington State are don't identify it by the most people. The largest group are independents, essentially. So you have that laying out there. You have a typically partisan election. You have a typical typical election that if you choose between a Republican and a Democrat, people choose the Democrat in Thurston County. Yes, you do. You, okay. So now this is going to be hard to do on a podcast. Thanks, stuff in. Uh, before, we're going to continue on here now with uh, with uh, Emily O'Connell, a statistician. That's going to be boring as all hell. Statistician. It's going to be boring as all hell. But if you stay with us this far, you obviously like what we're having to talk about. Go ahead, Taylor. Yes. Sorry. Um, so let me take every precinct in Thurston County and rank them by it to most conservative to the most liberal. So Zanker Valley down by Bakota here up on the on my right, your left, and then College Precinct down here on the left. And you chart them partisan wise. Every meeting. Yeah. Uh, yeah college. Don't forget. Well, yeah, they call it, yeah, said the college, college precinct. Yeah, college. Yeah, college oh. precincts up by every right. right. <laughs> Um and then you say, you know, this is the Republican vote here, this is the Republican vote here, and then draw like a line connecting the two. The independent vote tracks the same direction. It doesn't go crosswise, it goes, it tracks with the Republican it's, one. So the core vote oh, for oh, independent. Oh, Independence, you say track as Republican? Mm-hmm. Tracks, oh, oh, tracks oh, Republicans oh, right. from top to bottom, from left okay. to right. Um, and obviously, because they won this time, the independents won this time, it's a bubble. So no matter what pre and it's it's a consistent distance from the Republican point. So no matter what precinct you're talking about, on average, I mean it goes up and down, but it sort of stays it stays on the same track. No matter what precinct you're talking about, there were seven around seven percent of the voters on average who would have voted for a Democrat voted for an independent. And that shows me that people looked at their ballot and saw Hillary Franz and said, okay, I want to vote for Seattle Liberal for lands commissioner. And then flipped over to county commissioner and said, I want to vote for a rural conservative for county commissioner. So, and if you take... Yeah, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. But you've rejected my argument that Trump had coattail. And you've rejected my argument that uh, it was the uh, undervote by the Democrats. What caused uh, Gary Edwards and John Hutchins to become county commissioner? There were enough voters in Olympia 
Kamara and Lacey that wanted to change voted for a Democrat in a partisan race, and I wasn't counting the presidential race or the, or the uh, presidential race or the uh, or the gubernatorial race. Where there's a lot of there's a lot of information, so I'm thinking like just default down ballot. I'm voting for a lieutenant governor. Who am I going to vote for? The Republican or the Democrat? Well, there were two Democrats running for lieutenant governor. No, I'll be even Fraser. Oh, that's right. Fraser lost to the primary. Excuse me. I'm sorry. You're in right. August there were. You're right. Yeah. So, or like lands commissioner. That's an even better example. You have a rural, you have a rural conservative running the lands commissioner race in a Seattle liberal. So people who made that choice and then went over to the and then went over to the um, to the county commission race. Like, do I want to vote for? Democrat, or do I want to vote for an independent? You think people actually say, "Okay, vote for a liberal here. I should vote for a conservative." Are you think people do that? No, I don't think they. I don't think that they. Uh, I don't think that they consciously voted for a liberal. I think they voted for an independent. The the, the liberal Democrat from Seattle was an independent. No, I'm saying the people voted. For oh, I see. They voted for a Democrat here. They think they voted for an independent there. Not not not. Not Boy, you know, doesn't that doesn't that sound a little naive on the part of the voter? Are you trying to say? Do you think that there was a? First of all, I don't believe that Gary or John have been in law enforcement all their lives, mm -hmm. even though Gary ran as a Republican because he he hadn't been a Dan at that time. I'm Republican. You didn't have to run as a Republican. You could have run as an independent. Not not elected, uh, but twenty years ago when he was running. Legally or like no, politically? Politically. He couldn't have gotten elected as a, as an independent. Now Snodson got elected as an independent. Yeah, you know, and and but they got elected as an independent, and the other two got elected as an independent. Are they all Republicans? I think they're all conservatives. Well, sure, but that's not the same thing as as running on the Republican Party ticket. You got you got a lot of liberals that don't run as a Democrat. Well, they do because they so they, they get elected. So are no. you, so there are so what's the difference between running as a being a Republican and being a conservative. Because you don't necessarily subscribe to the Republican Party platform. You may not be you may not be against abortion. You may not be a, be you know in favor of religion. I mean all those things that's Republican. Conservatives are a lot different than that. So okay, they're, they're, so, they're more broad. So you have Rob McKenna who ran for governor uh, uh -huh. ran for governor four years ago was pro, the one was pro choice. Mm -hmm. I mean made made that mm -hmm. point mm -hmm. several times late in the campaign. Right. I believe in the women's right to choose. Right. If you were independent, he might have won. But if you look at the, uh, but I'm, I'm just making the point that just because you're a Republican doesn't mean you necessarily totally yes. on the platform. Particularly in Washington State. Right. Well, you better not be, you know, you better not be conservative on that abortion issue if you want to get elected in this, in this state. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that's going to happen. So people are smart. Yeah. They're going to run for office. They're going to take this. You know, make your platform. So what do you think? Okay, take this as a um, as a, uh, uh, as a theoretical. You're probably bored here by now, but we're <laughs> going we're to keep going. If you know, because this is fun. If there were um, so port commission races, right? Uh -huh. Those are countywide, and there's no party. Right. And if you took um, instead of Instead of taking instead of taking a Democrat independent, if you had taken two independents and thrown them in the county commission race, the way you basically take two late non labeled 
uh, non-labeled candidates in the pork commission race and do them together. How do you think things would have? I mean, so I mean, still, granted, we're still in a very low information. You mean if race? if we had two independents running for each each county commission seat? Yeah. How do you think things would have shaken? Depending on the other candidate was. Yeah. Same candidates. You had a typical. You had typical. Oh, I mean, if Kelsey had run as an independent and then Cooper ran as an independent. Yeah. Maybe? Well, I guess you. I guess you would look back at their at their their campaign. Kelsey supported, you know, right down the line, whatever whatever Sandra had been doing before, and Jim Cooper's had his own problems, including favoring an income tax in downtown Olympia. I mean, they didn't stand a chance. Okay. They're out of the mainstream. Now, let me give you an example about county commission race. E.J. Zeta, right? Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. I voted for Zeta. Right. Because she told me she was going to close the marine terminal. My viewpoint is it's a money loser. It's being supported by taxpayers. Let's close the damn thing down and get them out of the tax and stop, stop the property tax for the Port of Olympia. That's why I voted for I didn't care damn about her environmental record. I wanted her to close down the marine terminal. So how did, did you vote for Sue Gunn, too? Yes, I did vote for Sue Gunn. Okay. Hey, cause those are fast. I, those are, and I voted for Sue Gunn because I like Sue Gunn. <laughs> I mean, I just liked her a lot. Now, I like Zeta well enough, but Right. I voted for her because she told me she was going to close down the marine terminal. And she better close the marine terminal down. If she gets another if, vote. If, yeah. if, if I want, if she wants my vote again. Yeah. <laughs> so they, well, she's one vote now and she can hardly shut it down herself. Well, um, yeah. so those races were interesting to me because they showed a different dynamic in Thurston County that I'd, that I'd seen before. Because, I mean, you know how it usually plays out. You know, you get this big wad of Democratic votes, tight, packed, tightly packed Democratic votes in North County. And then you have this swath of Republican votes in South County. And, then and don't forget Lacey. Lacey's well, yeah, of yeah, yeah. And then you have a, um, well, not up around Pacific. Pacific Avenue is pretty liberal. Pacific Avenue. Pacific Avenue. Pacific like, Avenue it, uh, and Martin Moyer in, in Olympia. Out to college. But I'm talking about Pacific Avenue down by Slater Kenny and up by uh, Fred Meyer and those areas. That's Those are really, those are liberals in a lot of places in Olympia. <laughs> I saw that. I, I saw that on the Olympians' color map that they had the other day. Yeah, they put that out, and, and it, it kind of surprised me. But 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 mainly that's not that's not Lacey anymore. That's not Lacey. Well, I mean, it is technically it is. Lacey. Yeah, legally. I mean, but you're talking culturally Lacey. Yeah, yeah, that's changing. So yeah, yeah but usually the fight is like over like Southeast Olympia and Lacey. Yeah. It's like how far can the Republicans reach in, and how far can the Democrats grow out. But now, but now, with all the military, military families living out in the Lacey now, become more conservative. Yes. Yeah. Obama but, hardly lost any. Well, you were starting to talk about the right. Sue Gun right. race right. and oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Mixes. We so, got off track. No, no worries. Got me off track, too. <laughs> but, the, uh, um, but what happened there is that you had Sue Gun and E.J. Zito winning a, a tightly packed piece of the urban, of the, of the urban city, like that big W we were right. talking about. And then losing like all the unwalkable neighborhoods around. Unwalkable except, neighborhoods. Well, okay. I mean, well, I mean, that's good. I mean, that, that gives me an idea. That's, I, haven't heard that, I haven't heard that term before in, in relationship to politics. Right, well, I, I understand you have, what you're talking about. Yeah, where you have unwalkable you left the neighborhoods. House, they'll let the house want to go do something. You have to hop in the car to do it. Those neighborhoods. Unwalkable neighborhoods. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> lo- like losing all of those <laughs> and then winning the world, then winning the winning the. Uh, um, winning everything else that was left out in the South. So 
winning both the most liberal and the most conservative parts of the county. That blew my mind when I saw Sue. When Sue Gunn did it, like it was clear as day. Well, Sue Gunn was a very likable person. Mm -hmm. I mean, she she was friendly. She was. You know, knowledgeable, intelligent. She knew what she was talking about. She was somebody that you wanted to vote for. I can't remember who who ran against her. Um, but the point being, I voted for Sue Gunn because I just liked the person. You're a very highly informed voter. I mean, not all the voters well, you get out and actually meet. Well, that's that's true. They don't get to meet people over the yeah. microphone. I mean, right. You know. So they have to. So they have to get out. And, I mean, they have to. When there's no party name attached to it, they have to attach something to why they're voting for this person. And then well, Sue Gunn and E.J. Zita, rural voters and extremely urban voters in Thurston okay. County, found something in common. I don't know if you if you believe this or not, but we have a lot of ignorant voters. Do you think there was a lot of information oh, the I, county commissioners? Just let me finish. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of people who don't know the candidate. Right. Generally. Yes. Particularly port commissioners. So, so where do they get their information? And it's all they go to the voters. They go to the voters' guy. Well, that's a bunch of crap. They do there, but that, that information is any better than than a, a campaign brochure because it's written by the candidates themselves and so. On. But where they get their information is from people who do know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, people call and ask, you know, hey, you know, what about this? What about that? I get dozens, dozens of calls from people saying. Well, you know, I'm, I'm voting for this, I'm voting for that, but I don't know anything about this. You know, what do you know about that? So my point is, there are what I call uh, kid well, mavens. You're talking about information. Well, mavens is man, that's yeah. that's the term. I've always just used them as key communicators. I call sure. them key communicators. Mavens, sure. They they could be a, a barber or a beautician or you know a cab driver or whatever. But people that talk to people on a daily basis, mm -hmm. on a regular basis. And these are the people that people look for for information. I, may, I, I know that's the term that came out in the book here a few years back, but, but I call them key communicators. Yeah. You're one of those people. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. And and um, we're sorry, state for for people thinking that, we're, <laughs> that we know what we're doing. Come on, well, we have our own biases in these things. Well, absolutely, but that's what people. I mean, people understand. They inherently know. Who you are and what your bias is, and I mean, when I give people when I give people advice on voting, I sort of think about where they're coming from and where they honestly want to express. I'm not going to try to trick them into trick them into voting. I don't want to try to trick them into voting um, my way. The, the, the best piece of campaign literature I get every year is that this who endorses you. Yes, I can go down there and say, Ah, oh, this this guy's really this is liberal. Oh, she's really liberal. Oh, he's all over there. Well, because you know, because you know, you know I, I know the, yeah. I, I don't know all the names, but I know, you know, six, do, you, do you do the same thing driving around, driving around town, you know, where certain people live and you see, um, you see a sign out, out front? Like, oh, that person has that sign? No, I, no, no, I don't go, I don't go quite as far as, as far as you go. I suspect you probably do that. I do do that. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> Drive down Capitol Way? Oh, I guess that person is pretty what good. What was we were going to talk about? I said, Come back to that later. Um, well, all right. Let's, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about something that that I've been trying to pull together for a long time, and that's to get us bloggers in, in Thurston County to organize. You need to call a meeting. You well, talked about it. 
I spent uh, several hours with Janine uh, Friday. I took her on my historical tour yeah. of Thurston County. And uh, we talked about that a lot. And I told her I was meeting with you today. You know, and I think the three of us could form a nucleus on that. A what? The nucleus of a oh, nucleus. nucleus. Okay. Yeah. You know? um, so I think you and I and Janine uh, said at the time we can all get together okay. for specifically for the purpose of talking about whether we want to have some kind of an association of bloggers, mm -hmm. and if we do, what's the purpose, you know, yeah. and how do we go about it? Okay. We talk generally about uh, protection, getting uh, getting reporter protection, which, which we don't have. Oh, we don't. You know, so so some, you know that would that would require some change in state law and stuff as we get started. That's one of the things that that her and I both thought that we really need to talk about is how we can how we can get recognition as being reporters. Yes, you know, and get some of that protection that they have, which isn't that much. Still. No, it's not, but it's an acknowledgement that it's a it's an important. And then we need to get acknowledgement from the government that we're. Well, there would be acknowledgement. Protection. I mean, literally. Well, yeah, 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 but I'm talking about also at the same time. So you need to get like like a card, an ID card, you know, be able to, to go to different events and stuff as a reporter as opposed to. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, that kind of thing. Because mo mo mostly you do a lot of research, but mostly. I just write opinion. Yes. I don't I don't do much reporting anymore. It's mostly just opinion. Which happens when you get to be seventy four years old and you've been doing it for forty five years, you get tired of no. reporting, right? Well you research everything so many times you just know the facts. Well, you know the facts that you perceive them to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I also thought that we could talk about maybe some kind of educational program that we could exchange information, get somebody in to talk about Talk about PDC stuff. If we, you know, where do we cross the line from being a, you know, to advocating for a particular position and that kind of stuff? Are we in, are we in trouble? You know, we don't have those. We don't have those rights. No. Well, when, and something, and we I, do, you know? something I would like to see happen is that there are a lot of us out there. There are more than a handful of us out there, sort of like doing our thing, sort of separate away from each other. But because the because we're so locally focused, I think that if we work together on projects, that we would be able to raise our individual profiles, but also raise the profile raise the profile of the discussion of local politics itself. And maybe if you got an association and had some kind of accreditation, yeah, we would say, you know, these are accredited bloggers yeah. that you should pay attention to. Fine. We're gonna do that, okay. right? Yes. Well, I'm around. Yeah. Am <laughs> I? Yeah. Uh, I'm not done yet. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm happy to talk politics. Okay. You know? Are we are we pushing up against the timeline? Oh yeah, but that's all right. Okay. You know, we've been almost 25 minutes now, so okay, we've got another five minutes. I have a question then. You go right ahead. Okay. You can so, ask me any questions you want. So Lacey's 50 years old now. Yes. Okay. Um, the city of Lacey. The city of Lacey is fifty years old. Yeah. Yes, you rested yourselves away from the cruel crutches of Olympia. We have. Yeah. It took us a long time. We did five elections. Good job, guys. Five different elections. I know. I, yeah. Um, what do you consider to be the story of, of Lacey in the last fifty years? Like if it was a narrative, like if you were. Well, you haven't heard. You haven't heard my presentation. 
No, I have. But I wanted I wanted to sort of meet Olympia, like close well, to Lemon versus Langley, capital city, a lot of uh, a lot of state government workers, sleepy town with a with a hippie college. That's sort of what Olympia is generally. So what's late what's how how's Lacey unique compared to like Covington or Lakewood? I'm sorry, when you talk anything and north of this quality river, I don't know what you're talking about. I honestly, I honestly don't care what happens north of the Nisqually River. All right, I'm focused here. So yeah. are those towns in in Lakewood's in Pierce County. But where's Covington? Covington's like a Lacey-esque city between Kenton. And well, then you then you already know what Lacey is. In. You just said it's a Lacey. No, I want to hear from you though. I want to hear you tell the story because I don't I don't think about Lacey all that much. I mean, I think about like working in Lacey and. I think about it as sort of like a well, you should because it's going to be the largest city in the county in the, in the next ten years. Is that the is that the just bigger? Huh? Is that the story? Please? No, that's not just bigger. It has a, it has a different political bent. Okay. Because it doesn't have a liberal college. Because it doesn't have a state capital. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have it doesn't have that political bent. These people out here, the, the, the original farmers, mm-hmm. they're entrepreneurs. They're businessmen. For the fund the city, not not later. And so there was a big difference between them and Olympia. Now, in the last two decades since the war on terror had started and, and the build up of the military and so on. Uh, I'm gonna back up. You you realize that Thurston County was off limits to the military since nineteen forty four. Really? Yeah, see if you took my historical tour you'd know that. But Back in 1944, the uh, Olympia Airport, the, the Army Air Force was there. It mm-hmm. was a training facility, and they were also bulls. and they were, and they were also doing uh, flights over the Pacific Ocean for Japanese submarines. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there was a tavern right across the street called the Airport Inn, and one night a bunch of the military guys, a bunch of the local boys, got in a big fight. A lot of a lot of injuries and damage and stuff done. The commanding general at Fort Lewis put Thurston County off limits to. The military and us are on active duty. Uh, so that's how they were able to go. So, so all that time, from '45 and up until up until almost the Vietnam War, Thurston okay. County was off limits to the military. It never became a town like Lakewood and Stillicum and, and Tacoma and Bottoms Corners and all those. Even mm-hmm. though it's only six miles away, right, right, it never became a military town. But what was happening was a lot of the retired military. Started moving into Lacey because it was close to the military, but it wasn't a military town. Right. And then it started off with, with off of retired officers, and then retired retired major um, sergeant sergeants, major sergeant, sergeant major sergeant majors. Yeah, that's not what I wanted to say, but but no, I understand. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, even during Vietnam, there was there was there weren't that many military people coming. There was nothing for soldiers to do. I mean, there were there were there were a few. Uh, uh, massage parlors and stuff like that, but there wasn't, it, it just wasn't conducive to the military. Right? But then we had the war on terror, and it started, and you know, after, after, now, on September 12th. I remember Let, driving past Fort Lewis that morning because I was commuting up to Kitsap County. Like the day before, it was like, it was like a normal, it was like a normal day. And then I tried to drive back, and it was like traffic. It was like immediately changed. Military found Lacey. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the people at Fort don't live on base anymore. They live off base. 
And they moved here. They moved here to Lacey for a couple of reasons. It's still not a traditional military town. Most of the people who move here are families. You know, they move. They have wives and kids, or they have husbands and kids, and and they and they move to Lacey because it's a good community that's supportive of military, that has a good school system, good city government, and all those kind of things. It's a good place for people in the military to live, and they're supportive of the military. You know, we have the, the, the military statue out of the hospital. Yeah. yeah, right down the road here. Thank you. Right down the road here. You know, they have military support day every year at that the chamber puts on. Yeah, that's close enough. But the point being that they're supportive of the military. Okay. In the meantime, you've got down in Olympia, you've got your group of anarchists and your greeners protesting military shipments out of the port of Olympia. And so my point being that Lacey is a different town than Olympia. Is. So that's that. That was the question I wanted to ask you. Then is the um, is not just the military, although that's a significant part right now. No, that's a good example. I mean, is I mean because Lacey have because Lacey literally, I mean almost literally because of the way the election rolled was not. They just didn't want to be. They didn't want Olympia to reach out in that's their right. direction. Is I mean is initially the, it was it was that city Olympia was annexing property. Yeah. and they came up against the Lacey Fire Department, Lacey mm-hmm. Fire District. And they annexed part of the uh, the Lacey Fire District in the city of Olympia. Yeah, the way and so the fire, the fire, when the firefighters, you know, which were all volunteer, and most of them were Lacey businessmen, mm-hmm. said, "Wait a minute, we can't have Olympia annexing any more of our property." And, exactly. And that was what started the thing, and then the business community got involved with it and so on. But the point, the, the difference between the two cities, just grown and grown and grown. Lacey is no longer a bedroom community of Olympia. No, it's no longer. In fact, it's Probably more of a bedroom community up north because we get a lot of people that not only commute to Fort Lewis but also go on up to, to Kent and I've, those, I assume those are cities in yeah in King County yeah yeah so I mean that's what I was trying to ask ask you is that it's a um, that the because it happened the way it did and because the what you're describing is that if you chose to it's like sort of like a, uh, a counterbalance for Olympia Olympia is the way it is and then Lacey would be different. If, yes. Olympia, if Olympia got like a baseball team, I mean, we would never get a baseball no, team. No, but Lacey, Lacey might. Lacey would get a soccer Lacey team. Lacey might. Hockey team. In fact, we're, we're looking at building a, a, a semi pro stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. Can we get the rack? Uh, across the street. Oh, I'm on, okay. on the 26 acres at the city. I'm on the park for it. Yeah, you know, I know. Mean, Lacey would, Lacey actually would probably do a really good job supporting like a college league bat league team, like in the West Coast, the West Coast League. Something like that. Yeah. But we're looking at building a, a, a Semi pro stadium. Yeah, they're really close with the ones across the street. Isn't that right? Yeah. You know, you know, you know how we got that. Uh, yeah, we, I remember we that. We stole too. Olympia's money. Olympia couldn't figure out what to we do. We stole with Olympia's yeah. money. <laughs> Maybe we should build inside the city next time. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, the county actually, you know. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember that because we were Olympia was trying to build the convention center. No. Some people wanted to build a convention center, but the powers that be didn't necessarily want to build a convention center. First of all, they didn't know whether they really wanted one. Right. They didn't know where the, all the money was going to come from because they didn't want to put more money out because there was a match on that thing. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't agree where to put it. Right. Well, I and, remember that election. And so, so, that was when so, Dave Kent ran for city council. And yeah. He lost because he was. Uh, he, I remember, no, I remember uh, phone banking for people during that election. And the only thing people wanted to know about was where the candidates stood on the so Blaine Martin, who's the finance director of the city of Lacey, went to city manager Greg Cooley and says, you know, I think we can steal this money. They need us. Yeah. Part of the, uh, part of the district. 
you got no plan. So Lacey said, we're going to build a sports house. And the county agreed, and the county supported it. And, and then that compromise was reached where we only got 20, 73% of the money to, to the whole thing. But, and they built that stupid Hands on Children's Museum as a, as a uh, tourist attraction. Now, that Hands on Children's Museum is a beautiful facility, and a lot of people use it. But it is not a tourist attraction. There are 27 Hands on Children's Museums in Washington State. It is not a tourist attraction. People might come here to see the state capitol and go down and use that because it's here. They don't come here because there's a hands-on children's museum. So, so the, the use of public facilities district money to bring people in from outside is completely an error for the hands-on children's museum. Now, that's my high horse. What's yours? Come on, Emma. You must have one somewhere out there. Um, I'm attending my last library board meeting tonight as a trustee of the Chamberlain Regional Library. That's also something else that I think is a big, big farce. But yeah, because it's taking money from the urban areas and putting it out for the rural areas. Well, well number one, because uh, nobody really knows who's who's in charge, who's in control. Uh, Cheryl Haywood's in charge. Who's who? The hell is Cheryl Haywood? She's the library director. She's the library director. Oh no, no, she's not in charge of the library. What 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 is it? What does the library board do? The library board acts like. Don't you hire and fire? We hire and fire the uh, library director. The mm -hmm. library director. She's essentially the, yeah. uh, the executive, like the mayor, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. appointed by yeah. us, the board, who acts like. And you have what? You have two Sorry. representatives from each from each of the five counties. Two from Thurston, two from Lewis, one from each other, one, every other one. And then uh, I, I did the Thurston County, the bulk of it, eighty percent, eighty percent of it. Is, Thurston County's half the population. If things were. It's any one from each county, and we have and, yes, yeah, and, and we have we get two representatives on the board. We're eighty percent of the population, fifty percent of the population, oh, eighty percent of the of the transactions probably, fifty percent of the. Population. Oh, oh come on! Then all we got it used to be eighty. Eighty? Yeah, did you get eighty from? I don't know. Sometime, long time ago. Oh yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, the, the yeah, point. The yeah. point is. Well, the point. The point is that Thurston County is growing. The other counties aren't growing. And then County's becoming. Property in Thurston County is becoming more valuable than property. Yeah, and, and maybe Pacific. it's time for, for Olympia Lacey and Tumbire to withdraw. That would be hard. You need to destroy the entire district. Well, what the hell does it, difference does that make? That's a lot of money, but it, it would be a, it would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, it was, if, it was a if it was a more just world, both at-large uh, seats would be, would be in Thurston County. Well, don't you think that they, that they, they would rather do that than have Thurston County withdraw? Probably. You'd have to talk to Lewis County about it, though. I'm sure they like having two. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But so what else? So you're resigning from uh, your, your term of yeah, the library board. Yeah. Where do you work? Where do I work? Northwest Indian Fisheries. Well, that's what you just yeah. told me. Yeah, just down the road. For some reason, I always like to work for the library. No, 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 no. But you're just, uh, just yeah. on the board. Uh, board of, okay. Yeah. So. What's ahead in the future for for uh, politics in Thurston County? Um, be, a, be a seer here. A seer? I'm, I'm curious to see if the next time around for the county commission races, if somebody, if they just don't run the next. In two years, Bud Blake's up. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'll be, I'll be interested to see if the person who files and ends up in the general election against Bud Blake files under a party label. Oh, let me ask you this question. Sure. Do you think we need to have a, a county charter? Yes. I absolutely. Do too. 
I, I agree with that. Yeah. That I don't think I have I have strict viewpoints. Right. You want five you want five county commissioners or five county council members, it wouldn't be a commission then anymore. Right. You would need to bust it up and make it a legislative body. And then you want an appointed um executive. An appointed executive. And like and that make it all the basis non party. I think if you... Uh, that's what I'm... If you, oh, you read... You must have read my stuff. No, absolutely. <laughs> I read your blog all the time. What are you talking about? You and 5,000 others. Yeah, and I go like this. Every single time. I smack my head. <laughs> <laughs> How can you say that? Oh, Ken. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He said something so smart last week. Uh, <laughs> How, yeah, can, I, How I, can you never comment? Because you don't have comments as well on the blog. I have uh, email. I get oh, a lot of comments true. from email. Yeah, well, I like reading like regular like, comments. Well, you say... Oh, you I, that's what I was going to talk about. How hard is it to comment in your blog? On my blog or on the Facebook? No, not Facebook. On the blog? Yeah, on your yeah. Olympia time. Yeah. Olympia time. I yeah, I'll look. I'll go. I got I got on there the other day and I had to see whether whether I was a robot or not. Yeah. And then I had to click on which sign which had a sign which didn't have a sign and that kind of stuff to test. Lots of spam prevention thing to make sure because if you if and you and then. I got in the comment section, and then they wanted my they wanted my email address and all kinds of different stuff that I just oh just just pissed. I just well, I do post. I usually post all the um, I post them all on Facebook, and I know you can comment there. Yeah, yeah, and we because we have comments on Facebook. Yeah, right? yeah, that's where I come up with some ideas from Ken Balls' comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what we're going to do now. I'm going to take the take the task of organizing you and I and Janine to get to start. Great. To to start with. Okay. And we'll decide whether we want to do it, and if we do what we want to do, and how we want to go about it. Okay. How's that stuff? Can I invite what? some other people too? Huh? Can I invite uh, some other people too, or do you just want to? Be well, I was just thinking that that we'd invite those of us that that I I guess that I know. Okay. I mean, that have a following. Okay. I mean, if you've got somebody else that you think should be there that has a following. Uh, you know, not just somebody just out there just doing it because they got nothing else to do. Well, you know Steve. Steve Salmi. Steve Salmi. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know Steve Salmi. Okay. I know Steve Salmi. Well, I, don't know, I don't know him very well anymore. It's been like 25 or 30 years. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know Steve. Sure. Bring Steve. He's a troublemaker, but bring him along. Okay. And we'll, and, and we'll set up the meeting and the time and we'll take care of it. Great. Uh, if you've listened to us this long... Uh, <laughs> I don't, what else have you got to do with your life? You know? <laughs> My guest has been uh, Emma O'Connell, who is a uh, an Olympia blogger and a uh, political analyst of local politics. Thank you, Emma, for coming on. Thank you for the pleasure. Me and the Java and me. Yeah. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup.